besides these other ones. <laughs> yeah. And I, Matt, you can leave this part in. I, I think I might have said it on the cast, but like, like when we were at his parents' house, like we're playing cornhole, eating homemade burgers, coolers full of beer. Like everybody's like, all right, we're heading back. I'm like, we're leaving now? <laughs> this is so much fun. And like everybody in Montana plays cornhole, but they also chirp you. So I was like, oh, this is great. I could drink beers in the in twilight chirping other people playing cornhole for hours. <laughs> Country living, baby. Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the tense. Starring the tense. Start. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. <laughs> the podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. My name is the Ted Smith, the host of this here podcast, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, all right, in the bottom square, coming to us back from Austin. He survived the dust. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? But boys, but boys, what's going on? I bring, uh, you know, a lot of (laughs) spiritual energy from Burning Man. It was a good time, but I got absolutely crushed by the dust. I'm coughing it up in my lungs as I'm out on a run today, but back in Austin, feeling good. Hopefully my voice isn't too gravelly. Let's rock and roll. All right. Back there, there, flexing those traps as he always does. (laughs) Matt Conrad, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? You know, uh, we we said we were going to start at seven or uh, and I was like trying to be here right at seven. So I didn't even bother putting a shirt on. And uh, I let's say I had ample opportunity <laughs> between oh, yeah. seven and now like, to go. And I shouldn't even say flexing. You just have nice traps. <laughs> Thank it's not you. like you're sitting there like all flexed up on us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I was like 30 seconds late and I was like, I'm going to be the last one in. We're getting an early start today. Like, I'll just yeah, come in shirtless. Yeah. Unfortunately for Matt, I show up with a shirt on at 730. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's good. And I forgot to say my token. Thanks for waiting, boys. Because you're not supposed to say, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> no need to apologize. Gratitude is the solution, my friend. You know the funny thing? I feel is? like it's so presumptuous. There you go. I've started using that now, and I keep forgetting that I learned it. I think it was on here, but like, yeah, I'm just sliding into the conversation now. Thanks for waiting. <laughs> it's honestly kind of a move. I, so that's like the advice that goes around. I think it's a move because it's so presumptuous. It's the presumptive close. It's like, they, like I'm powerful, and they waited for me. You know what I mean? Saying thanks for waiting instead of like, I don't know. I, I mean. I, I say it on here because I think it's funny and whatever, but like I read that in a book somewhere and I was just like, that seems like a thing to do. What do you guys think? Not I mean, with me, just in general, of course. I think it. I'm with you. It feels like a weird thing to say to people. Uh, also, Matt, you're gonna have to bleep out the P. Uh, but also like if people just kind of go, oh, no problem and accept it. I'm like, all right, well, maybe that's on them. It's like ending a, it's like ending a, a statement. Or a question, just being like, all right, we're doing the podcast at seven. Cool. Mm, yeah, like stand in my way or this is the way it's going. And that actually is kind of helpful, like especially amongst Seattle people. I feel like they're very indecisive. No one wants to like step on each other's toes. Oh, yeah. I mean, in Montana, it was killing me. Like Jesse's so nice and he's given roundabout time. So every night I just like, okay, 930 is the rally call. Like be ready. And then like the next morning, it's like 945 and somebody's like, we're leaving in 15 minutes. 
I, I wanted, I mean, I didn't say it, but I wanted to be like, motherfucker, what? Like, I wasn't talking shit to talk shit last night. I was being dead serious. Be ready to rock at 930. That way, if we're there on, if we leave right away, we can. If we wait half an hour, it's fine. But we don't have to wait for you to shower. Yeah, dude, that always gets me too. It's like, I don't care if you say 930 or if you say 1030. Say anytime you want. Say 1045. But that's the moment I'm going to be ready and not a, a minute sooner. And so, like, just give me the accurate time. You know what I mean? It's like 845. I'm watching Winnie the Pooh with, like, a two-year-old. And then finally, so I was like, you don't have to watch it with them. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm hungover, but I got to get I gotta get dressed and ready. We only have one shower downstairs. So then, yeah, I was ready. But, like, when it was 945 and somebody was like, oh, man, I don't know if I'll be ready. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. That... <laughs> Uh, I, I'm just too type A to handle that. Or like, you know, island time. Like, it's island time, man. I'm like, fuck island time, bro. I'm trying to get shit done. <laughs> yeah, and cool. If we're on Kauai, you can be on island time all you want, Brett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this is Bainbridge, and we got a ferry to catch, okay? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, dude, we're on Lopez Island. This isn't island time. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, totally. That's a, that gets me crazy. That drives me crazy. Matt, you also shirtless. I just wanted to make the comment. No judgment. You look like a convict. <laughs> it's like the lighting and the chest tattoo. I'm just like, Thanks, that dog. guy looks like he just got out of the joint and yeah. he's ready to just. I decided I wanted a chest somebody. tattoo when I, while I was in a lockdown facility, actually. Oh, <laughs> are you there? Serious? You go. Yeah, when I was in Montana, remember I didn't talk about it last week, but my experiences in Montana were a little different than yours, Ted. (laughs) Right, having an area code tattooed on your chest does say I've done it. No, it's a Bible verse that looks like an area code. Oh, all right. Yeah, either way, yeah. Either way, it says I just got out. I have a job at a bakery, and I'm looking to beat the out of somebody. I was working construction, but yeah, it was it was one of the first orders of business. Upon my freedom as an 18 year old. That tattoo says I work at a bakery or I'm a short order cook at a 24 hour diner. Oh, yeah, totally (laughs) short order cook. Imagine Matt back there just whipping up omelets real quick. Like, how'd you get so good at this? (laughs) Three years in the joint. Can't you see the tattoo? (laughs) Kitchen duty. Uh, All right. First of all, because. Cobb, we're gonna we are gonna do a quick one tonight. I do want to hear about Burning Man, but first I just want to say thank you to everybody at Pain in the Grass, whether it was out in the crowd or uh, at the happy hour with the advocates or the backstage uh, Palace Law experience. Everybody was super nice, super cool, meeting people. You know me, I love that. And also got some very a lot of people are like, "Where's Matt? Where's Cobb?" And I was like, "Well, Cobb's at Burning Man." <laughs> And Matt lives in California. I was like, so they're not going to be here. And then everybody that asked that was a V-Podcast fan, trust me, I, I will try. I, I'm not going to say try. We want to do a party as well, but it, it just, it's tough planning stuff out right now. True, true. <laughs> maybe maybe closer to the end of the year, you know, November, December, something like that could work. But yeah, yeah. So there's definitely it, yeah, it's some, tough to plan. some V-Podcast love and people were fired up, like, met somebody that was like referencing like some of the first episodes i was like god damn dude that's awesome man i honestly i'm always impressed with people who know like the super early stuff it's crazy how how long we've been doing it but yeah i was probably naked on an art car somewhere just helicoptering so you know 
I was in a, I was in an okay place. Did I send you guys the pictures of me and BJ and Migs and Gavin Rossdale? No. Nope. Okay. So I, Matt, you'll remember, like I work at, you know, one of the biggest rock stations in the country, but I didn't grow up being a huge rock fan. So like, I, I usually am not too impressed, like doing an interview, but I'm like, man, I love Gavin Rossdale. So Migs is like, dude, just, we're doing the interview. Just hop in with us. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm like, and BJ's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. So we start the interview. I'll send you the picture. I'm wearing a pair of chubbies Saturday, a pain in the grass. It's a rock show. Nobody was as bright as I was in my chubbies. <laughs> and then I'm wearing a green shirt. It's a Mickey Ward, who's an old boxer. So we go up to interview him. I asked him some questions about, uh, about Arsenal because Gavin Rossdale is an Arsenal man, this and that. And then BJ does the whole interview, BJ and Migs. Then finally BJ goes, all right, Ted, you love him. Do you have any more questions for Gavin? And we're on stage at the, you know, the palace law thing. And I just stand up and I'm wearing clean white air force ones. And I just stand up. I go, Gavin, what do you think about the fit? <laughs> and the whole crowd kind of laughs and he just goes, I have a lot of kids. I believe the word they called is tight. You look tight, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, I just sent you the picture. It's obviously <laughs> like you're not going to miss me in a crowd of black t-shirts and paint in the grass. So good. Oh, yeah, dude, you were stunting. That's <laughs> literally everyone in that photo is wearing black and white. And then Ted is just like fluorescent pink and blue shorts green and and uh and what green and gold top and a white hat like you could not stand out more motherfucker looks like he's going to beach week in maryland all over that's awesome dude that's a good look too right it was arguable he's like am i going to a concert am i going to the beach later i don't know but i'm here now (laughs) beach week that's awesome dude (laughs) <laughs> oh all right so yeah i just wanted to say hello to everybody and then Cobb, you're the first person i've talked to i haven't talked to the mayor i haven't dm mckenzie or nolan i've heard some rumors first of all just how was the weather this week or this year at burning man ted justice that's what it was okay so the first year that ted and i went to burning man uh i ted i believe described it as an absolute beatdown. And uh, the weather was, for people who don't know, it's on a dry lake bed in Nevada. So it is hot as hell. It peaked at 117 degrees while we were there. There's no shade anywhere. And the wind, when it starts whipping, will blow 30 to 40 miles an hour. And it's the finest sand you can imagine. We're talking about baby powder, but it's not as benign as baby powder. This stuff is incredibly basic. And when things are either incredibly acidic or incredibly basic, they like are caustic to your skin. So the last few years, so Ted and I went in 2015, 2016, something like that, Ted. We went, I went with you 14 and 19. Oh, 14. Yeah. Okay. So Ted and I went in 2014 and, uh, and it was an absolute beatdown, but we had a blast and it, you know, we, we took our licks and we earned our fun out there for sure. Well, in the subsequent years, the weather has been a lot better. There have been no dust storms and uh, the weather has been, you know, reasonable and the festival is starting to get, starting to get a little bit soft 
I would say. Okay. So previously it was just savages and degenerates setting stuff on fire, listening to music and having a blast. But these are real survivors. You know, these are like people who clothe themselves in like, you know, Bedouin garb and they're like surviving under small tents and whatever desert creatures, desert people. Recently, um, Instagram has gotten a little bit of a hold of Burning Man and it's a, it's a tough place to survive. So, but with the weather being nice and people not having dust storms or whatever, it's been kind of fun. Like, hey, go out there, pose in your thong next to some really cool world-class art, get a lot of likes. It's all good. Well, I got to watch The Reckoning, boys, because yes. <laughs> I think two years in lockdown, people started to get pretty confident that they could handle it out there. Real, real confident. So there were a lot of influencers and for the first part of the week, they were fine. You know? Oh yeah. It's a little warm, but it's all good. I'm wearing a G string and posing next to some great art, like whatever. My followers are going to love this, but then the reckoning came and S got real. We got hit with 117 degrees wind blowing in sideways, 40 miles an hour. And it felt like you stuck your face inside a sand blaster. I mean, the photos I'll show you visibility was down to four feet or less. So you can barely, if you stick your hand all the way out, you can barely see your fingertips. That's how much dust we're talking about here. So you could easily be lost 10 feet from your tent and never find it. Okay. Um, we were in an RV and it was, it was real. I mean, I ended up taking three bags of saline, like, uh, you know, intravenous saline that they use at hospitals to bring people back to life. That's how bad it was out there. Um, we saw multiple people, multiple influencers just stranded in the middle of the desert with no, no way out, no goggles, no mask. Um, so that have goggles are a mess. Those are like people been getting soft, Ted, right, people yeah. leave it in camp. I had to give a girl a pair of my goggles. People have been getting soft. You know, look, it's, you don't have a hundred year storm for 99 years and people forget they exist, baby. But guess what? Mother nature doesn't care. So it for, hit for hard. Record, Cobb and I got caught the first night we were there in a sandstorm at night. And we didn't have our we didn't have our stuff with us. And we vowed that next morning, like never leaving camp without the mask and goggles again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, people just people got complacent and uh, and uh, God or whoever controlled the weather said not this year, baby, not not in 2022. So anyway, the the uh, the event was awesome. The art was incredible. The music was so good. And we, we happened to camp with a great group. Ted, you actually know a couple of them. Um and, uh, you know, so we had, we had a small group that camped in a, in a bigger, uh, a bigger camp. And, you know, it was just, it was incredible It's everything I go for. I mean, some of the best art in the world, incredible sculptures, amazing people, um, really cool. I did like a base jump and took some cool classes and, you know, it just, it is the epitome of human creativity. It's so much time and energy and effort put into one event by some of the people in the world who are most passionate about it. And there's nothing like it. And it's a, uh, it's a really unique uh, place in space time. And I feel incredibly grateful to be a part of it. I had so much fun, but I was so drained. I took three bags of saline and I have slept for the last 48 hours. Now that I'm back in Austin, like I, it was dead to the world. This is the first phone call. The first, anything I'm doing is this podcast. So anyway, it takes it out of you. You have to earn every minute of it, but God, man, I just, just dancing, just sweating, feeling in touch with the human race and connected to everybody and everything. There's, there's nothing on earth like that. So my spirit is full, but my physical, you know, 
reserves are all on empty across the board. So that's how it was. It was awesome. Any other questions? I'm I'm glad to hear the weather fired back up. I I will say I I am. That's Shane and Frauda. That's Shane and Frauda taking joy in the suffering of others. But I'm with you. I'm just saying 19, there was hardly any dust storms or whatever. And I just like, I'm not going to name names. Certain people are like, it's easy. And I'm just like, oh, because even this weekend, people were like, well, I go to festivals. Should I go? I heard it's amazing. And I, t- I tell everybody the same thing. I go, it is amazing. It is also ruthless. And probably the worst days, some of the worst days of my life have been there. So I always try to give people the fair warning. Like, it's Narnia. It is the coolest thing I've ever done. It's also some of the hardest I've ever done. Yeah, it's not a festival and it might kill you. Like one person who was going to meet up with us is like, so should I just bring money for the vendors? It's like, there are no vendors. You have to bring everything out yourself to survive. And Ted, I love the Shaden Frauda. And I know who you're talking about. I would like to name, name name names, but I won't. But I was chirping him the whole time. As soon as that weather picked up and he was getting destroyed on his bike, I was just like, you MF are like, this is what we are talking about. Because he even he came in soft. I thought he wasn't even going to bring goggles this year. But yeah, so it was it was good. And it, it honestly, it checked people pretty hard. A lot of egos got checked out there, boys. A lot of egos got checked. But uh, yeah, it was nice, man. And it was fun. And, you know, it was just it was classic. Really, really good time. Well, I mean, I think that's part of the experience, too. Like the first like all day storm we're in in 14 was like Wednesday or something. And that Cobb and I had just gone our separate ways that day. So like I didn't see him all day. But like I was stuck in a storm, made friends and like even like next door with like Michael. Like, I mean, we spent a lot of time in that dust storm just, you know, BSing. And it helped like to me, if, if the storms also can help forge relationships with people, too. Like I'll never not think of New Zealand, not know their bird as a Kiwi and how nice the people are. Because when I was by myself, like, I mean, you're like, right, I couldn't see anything. And then I, they just chirped me and were like, come inside our thing. And they, they were like, oh, somebody stopped by. And then when I tried to show off the camp during the clear weather, I could never freaking find it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a mirage, man. Honestly, there is a, there is an ethereal surrealist quality to the environment out there. <laughs> did any, did any, did the weather? Cause like, usually, you know, I'm good for one day. Ron just a total little bitch about shit. I'm just leave me alone. It's too hot or whatever. Did anybody have a Ted day where they just kind of broke? Dude, I did. Yeah, oh, I, I went I went in almost on empty. I had about 20% battery. It's just it's been a long summer in Seattle for various reasons that we don't need to get into on the cast. But uh, yeah, I, I had a tough day and, you know, my blood pressure was down to 60. And so that's like anything below 60 and you basically pass out. And I'll tell you guys the details later. But yeah, I was I was down bad. I mean, I looked at our paramedic friend and I was like, my body is on 2% battery. And he could tell like that that was the truth. Like, my skin was white. Like I was out dancing for Jesus boys, seven hours, maybe. I mean, I hadn't eaten in two days. Like I was, I was out there getting it, you know, which was great. But I really, I took the body down almost to death. I mean, we can talk about it off cast, how close it came, but yeah, dude, it, it, it takes from you out there. I mean, everything takes effort out there. And like, you got to have a wild night, like you were going to pay for it. And I almost paid with my life, but no, no regrets. Dancing, dancing in that temple for four hours, just pouring sweat was some of the most fun I've had in my life. <laughs> That's awesome. Cause I will tell you the last time we went like, like burn night, you know me, I stayed up all night, but like, 
watch them totem do that set. It's like the sun's coming up and there's just like the real hardcore people out there. I was like, this is worth it. Now, I felt like death the next day taking down camp, but I was like, ah, it was worth it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to die, like, let me die at Burning Man. Like, don't even slow your bikes down, boys. Like, just kick my bike on top of me and keep riding. Keep riding off into the sunset. My parents will understand. You tell them how good the DJ set was at my funeral. <laughs> Can you just imagine, like, one of my friends, like, but the DJ... Denise was so good. <laughs> Are you serious I mean, right now? This DJ was so good, man. It killed cop. Yeah. It's like, and you know, he's not weak. Like he's soft, but he's not weak, but yeah, honestly worth it. And you know, if I died out there getting hit by an R car or something, then that's the way I go. Like I died doing what I love, man. Connecting with people, being around music, elevating, educating, and just dialing into, you know, the truest expression of the human experience. So for that, I'm grateful. I had an incredible time and, uh, you know, wouldn't trade it for the world. Wouldn't have wanted to be anywhere else. Nice. Matt, with all that said, you're ready to go. I, I have, like, you're not somebody I need to give a warning to. You know what the hell you're doing. You actually live in a desert. Like, yeah, it's fun, but man, I like this air conditioning stuff uh, and a <laughs> pool. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I mean, because it's crazy. Like, you just walk, I'll just be walking across a parking lot and you just, you know, for those, that moment where, like, I left my drink in the car. In my, you know, keeps it cold Yeti tumbler. And, you know, I'm walking into a store and it's like, this is just a real desert. Like, I'm just in between my car and the store walking 200 yards in a parking lot, you know, and it's like, wow. Uh, so, yeah, just being all the way out there with without the basic comforts that we're so accustomed to is like, you know, it's fathomable. I know what it takes and I know Burning Man's worth it, but. That desert heat is no joke. And when the wind kicks up here, man, like I think about that place all the time because it's just these desert. This desert wind is insane. Uh, so, yeah, it's just. And like, yeah. by the time you get to burn night, you know, you're talking 70, 80,000 people around the man. Like you got to park your bike somewhere. But I mean, I remember losing one of our friends and I was freaking out because I mean, there's so many people like you're not going to be able to just yell a name and spot them. Luckily, like I found them, but I was like, Jesus, man, like it, it's easy to get lost. Oh yeah. They're, they're gone. And, uh, the only thing I will say for anybody who's thinking about going is it is hardcore. So you need to be hardcore. <laughs> you're going to have some amazing highs, but when it gets real, it gets so real. It gets life or death real. So yeah, definitely not Coachella. <laughs> uh let's see i want to keep this one short i'm sure we have some emails but i think we might just uh surpass those or skip over those tonight let's have a uh let's let's check in with what matt in and then we'll finish with a cop topic but yeah what's matt in hey, <laughs> what's what's uh before we get to what's matt hey, what's good what's matt Whoa. check out what's matt Hey, what's good? What's man? Uh, before we get to what's battening. Hey, what's good? What's man? Check out what's battening. Got it. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, right before this, you know, I mentioned I was a little bit rushed, uh, but I just had a great tomahawk steak again from Ooh, Whole nice. Foods. So, you know, shout out them. And uh, it was just awesome to grill. Got it yesterday. Salted it. Got it. Got it in there. And yeah came out excellent so that's you know 
tomahawks are great and whole foods is cheaper than the last place i went to because it's like this high-end local place and it's really good but the whole foods one also was and was like significantly cheaper so uh, ironically talking of burning man and tomahawks the first time i had a tomahawk steak was with uh, brad the meat man oh okay <laughs> yeah that makes sense um yeah they're so good so um yeah, that was fun. Uh, this weekend, one of my buddies that I met the first time I came down here on quarantine with Tyler in like June 2020, we went to the driving range up the street and I just met this cool guy. He was just I had some swing aid gadget and he was like, hey, what's that all about? And I was like, yeah, this, that, the other. And he was like, yeah, he just explained how to hit fades and draws and what what I was doing wrong, why I kept kind of slicing it or fading it at best. And he's like, yeah, you need to get your wrists through faster, man. Your hips just get there really, really quickly because uh, you're athletic. And I was like, damn. And ever since then, I've been able to hit it straighter because I just try and send my wrist faster. Well, and if I don't think of it, you know, I miss to the right. And I go, that's why I got to get my wrist through fat. So He's really helpful, but I only met him one time and he moved out uh, other side of the mountains. So he lives in Ontario now. So I never hung out with him this whole time, but we kept in touch a little bit on Instagram. And he came out for his birthday um, to play golf here at the course that I live on and took him out. His fiance came with us and she didn't play. She was just riding in the cart, hanging out. And, you know, we just we had a blast. It was super fun. Um, I played pretty well. I shot a 90 like, you know, I could do better, but. When I'm playing with someone better than me, I'm also kind of like, don't fall apart, don't panic. And then his fiance is there. So I have to also have a good time and kind of play host. Right. And so, you know, balancing it all out, I was pretty stoked with how the day went. Um, it was a little bit humid, but, you know, mostly, you know, the weather was pretty, pretty good um, after the first like six holes. Some of that humidity burnt off. Uh, and then. <clears throat> Yeah, we kind of hung out back here with Tyler. Tyler made some waffles and bacon. Um, they went nice. back to their yeah, yeah. It was it was a good good hang. Uh, and then they went back to their hotel. We went out to dinner. Got Mexican, dude. We went to a Mexican place, and they were like, "Oh, I have one other story." That I'm so glad I remembered it. Um, but we went to this Mexican place, and they're like, "We're like, uh, yeah, three of us," and they were like. Cool. Uh, yeah, we might be able to seat you right now. Otherwise, it'll be one hour. <laughs> and we were like, all right, well, then <laughs> And they were like, we'll go check. I'm assuming, you know, someone that was on the list wasn't there. And they're like, if you want to sit down, you know, but I don't know what happened. But it was like we didn't get that table. So we went to a different Mexican place. There's a million. I was going to say, all I heard was you're either sitting me right now or I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we were like that. That makes the decision for us. Um. So we went to a good spot, but then it was either. Yeah, I think it was the next day. Tyler and I went to Sherman's, the Jewish deli here. And I'm a fit guy. Right. And we sit down and the tables are kind of close together. And there's a guy sitting by himself at the table next to us. Uh, bigger dude. Nice guy. I'm dressed in, you know, my usual garb, really bright basketball shorts and a tank top that says West Coast Cannabis Club on it. <laughs> and, you know, just there to relax. And he goes, Oh, you know, have you been here before or something? And I was like, yeah, because I was looking at the menu all like, wow, they got a great menu. And but I've looked at it a bunch. And he's like, he saw me looking at it, he saw I was dressed. He's like, You been here before? I was like, Yeah, yeah, I have, man. It's a good looking menu. It's tough. And he's like, Do you want vacation? And I was like, No, no. He's like, You look like you're on vacation. <laughs> I was like, 
no. And he's like, yeah, um, can I make a recommendation? And I was like, sure. He's like, get the French dip And I was like, with provolone. And I was like, all right, done deal. Um, and he's like, it's it's kind of kind of the thing. Right. And so I order it and he makes some comment. And I was like, yeah, thanks, man. Uh, yeah. So I'm just not quite as hungry as usual. When I'm hungry, I actually get the Sherman's Philly, which is like, you know, saying beef comes with provolone, but it's got the onions and the bell peppers. Um, and I get it with au jus to dip it in. And I get the latkes is bread because you can get the beef and latkes sandwich. But turns out you can ask for latkes as the bread to any of the other sandwiches. So I just do that with the Philly, get the au jus on the side. It's, uh, and he, he just looked at me like, that sounds incredible. Holy <laughs> shit. And I was like, yeah, dude. I'm a local. I know my stuff. Don't mess with me. Like, I just like tank tops and bright colors. <laughs> right. And I love to eat. Don't yeah. get it twisted, big man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that, was a, that was a fun, you know, just moment. I don't want to call it a moral victory. It was, I was teaching him something. But, you know, it was, yeah, it was a fun, fun moment with the fellow local. Uh, <laughs> Dude, straight up, here's what happened. You played the reverse Uno card, and he wasn't ready for it. No. Okay? No, he was not. It was like, reverse, reverse. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I love that story. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. All right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. And maybe that guy should check his sandwich ego, you know? I think that was a good lesson for him. Right. Um, I mean, like, I thought this was going to, at first I was like, oh, is he going to be Mr. Sherman? It's like, no, you're yeah, exactly. Sandwich, dude. Like, uh, you're nicer than I am. I, I would have just ordered, but like, thanks for the recommendation. Yeah. It's like, bro, do you work here? Like, what? Just because you have a fat gut and I have abs, like, doesn't, that doesn't, yeah. don't pull rank on me it's in like, a sandwich shop. Profile, Tyler? Like, yeah. Like, um, that that kind of stuff yeah i'm with ted dude that kind of stuff rubs me the wrong way i would have looked him dead in the eye and been like i'll take the meatball (laughs) (laughs) it's like the opposite don't you effing ever look at me again um also real quick matt i know it's not your style because you're in there to eat but you should just be like thanks i'll take a garden salad (laughs) yeah yeah exactly Oh, Christ. Uh, all right, boys. Cop topic. So, dude, you know, all right, there's OK. Burning Man is hard to describe and a lot of different things go down. But one of the things they have is classes um, combine that with they also have some um, there's a lot of alternative interest groups uh, out there. And some of these interest groups could be into things like, you know, one camp puts on a thing called the Orgy Dome. Uh, another one has the Mystic Temple. There is a dungeon. So anyway, I went to a class, um, went to a class at, uh, it was a BDSM 101 class at a dungeon, which is really just a giant tent structure with a bunch of like, you know, crazy uh, implements in it. The stuff that I didn't really know that much about, but I was like, you know what? Hey, I'll go learn something new. Could be cool. Um, so I go to this thing and afterwards, I'm just like, you know, hanging out, hanging in the dungeon as people do. And uh, there's this guy who like owns the dungeon or is like the, you know, it's like his camp and he is like whipping girls with like these crazy whips. So these women are like topless or they're in underwear and they're up against a cross 
um, that they're not tied to. And he's like using these little whips on their back. And it's not like painful, but it's like kind of right on the edge. I think it's like a pain pleasure type thing. I don't really know. So I'm sitting like watching this and I just had one of those out of body zoom out experiences. I don't know if you guys have ever had this where you're just like, dude, like, is this my life right now? I'm just watching this guy with, he had at one point literally four whips in his hands and he's like, you know, whipping, teasing this girl, whatever. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like, how do I always end up in these weird situations? I mean, as an academic, like I know I get curious and interested in things, but then you just zoom out and you're like on a human level, this looks bad. Like, this is a weird look for me right now. And it's like, hey man, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Burning man. Like embrace, embrace the weird and uncomfortable. But I did, I was kind of just like, this is what my life has become, you know? Like thought I was gonna be a finance and accounting guy, and instead here we are watching a whipping class. Um, so anyway, the cop topic this week is What's the most hardcore situation you found yourself in? Feel free to email us, email at thepodcast.com. And it can be intentionally, unintentionally, you know, something happened. There was a crime in progress, whatever. But what's the most hardcore situation you found yourself in? So just email us. We'll read it next week. It's literally the word email at thepodcast.com with two E's. Boys, how are we doing? I mean, obviously, being in a central booking in Baltimore was pretty hardcore. But for me, the still the most surreal one where I'm like, what is going on was uh, not granted. Some of these people have passed. Some of the stories we know about these people aren't great. But at the time, right, I'm sitting at the pool at the Bunny Ranch for Dennis Hoff's birthday. Right. And you got all the girls working. They're all naked, pouring free shots of Patron. I'm chirping Ron Jeremy like you want my sloppy <laughs> seconds tonight. China, the wrestlers walking around. <laughs> Joey Buttafuoco's there and he's like chatting me up like I can't believe you're chirping Ron Jeremy and it's just the same thing I'm just like holy shit like I think this is wild yeah is this my life (laughs) yeah but I mean like so not like intense scary but just like what am I doing here then obviously there's times of burning me but yeah that one stands out that that birthday I went to I was just like this is insane I can't believe I'm sitting here I can't believe I'm going through life like this that 100% qualifies as hardcore yeah, right. <laughs> like when you're chirping around Jeremy, I mean, you got some real confidence. Oh, yeah. And at this point, right, it's like Sunday afternoon or whatever. Right. So I've been having fun all weekend. So you get a couple shots going, a couple beers like I'm already hammered again. And like I'm like chatting up girls like there's girls in the pool with clients. And the one girl, I'm like, I know you. And she's like, or no, she starts. She like swims over. She goes, did we party before? And I was like. Yeah, I was here like a year ago. And she's like, oh, I remember, you know, and the guy's like, how do you know that guy? And she's like, well, I work here. I know a lot of guys. I just remember that guy. And he was I was just like, yeah, man. <laughs> and also, like, this was peak Jeremy, too. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, he's faded a little bit. This was like when he was like a cultural icon, I would say. Correct. In some circles. Matt? That's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've, I don't know. I've I've told a lot of tales on this podcast that might qualify but the most recent <laughs> thing that the most recent thing that comes to mind is honestly today i got a 78 year old woman doing uh exercises with the steel mace just straight up and i oh, was nice. like this is so hardcore i don't care what convention says i've been working with her long enough i know she could hold this thing and you know work on her balance and posture with it and like hey mary i brought this in you know, I mean, 
I, there's not a lot of people your age using these, but I think it could help. You know, it's kind of fun. I've seen you. I've seen you get that look in your eyes with some of these, these strength moves. And I think this will kind of feed that primal satisfaction. Just, you know, you just kind of hold it like this and we'll hold it on each. And then I got her doing the switches and she was just like her eyes just I was like this is hardcore. Like, you know, yeah, it was it was really badass. Uh, so, yeah, she she crushed it. It was super fun. I love the maces. And yeah, I just really uh, I don't know. I hear a lot of people's ages and I don't really respond to it. And then, you know, I find them doing some wild exercises and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're pushing 80. Like that's pretty wild. That's awesome. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty impressive. Thank good for her. Yeah. Yeah. She's a badass. That's awesome. Uh, all right. Next week we'll be back. All three of us will be here for a full episode. <laughs> Hope everybody enjoyed nature talk last week with Matt and I, we covered Montana and Yellowstone national park. Now. <laughs> nice boys. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back next week. Uh, other than that, I just want to say for the first time this year, and our ex is coming back to town, but go Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go Hawks. Right? Let's get it done. Oh, we have one chance of beating the Broncos this year. It's week one. It's like, come on, Hawks. Like if we go one in 16, whatever, but let, let's win this game. Yeah. And let's get some sacks on the board too. You know, right. Look at it. You Jamal Adams, you like the blitz, the quarterback, make it count this week, son. It's your team now. Hungry, hungry, hungry. <laughs> All right. For Cobb, for MCTP, I'm Lee Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>